welcome in to the best podcast of the year, baby. It's Sportball. I'm your boy, Sam. With me, as always, are my good friends, Seth and Kyle. And this is our Hello. big NBA preview palooza pod. I'm sitting here. I'm double vaxxed up. What'd you get? On a Thursday. Gotta be I'm ready to go. I got, I got flu in the right arm, COVID booster in the left. This is going to be you like my, my flu game, my flu pod. Both <laughs> my, I can't even feel my left arm. Is you get the new booster? Yeah, Omicron and uh, whatever. Well, Omicron plus the, everything. Uh, yeah. They're, okay. I need to go do that. Stay back. I also, I have not six, not seven, but five drinks in front of me. <laughs> so, Slow day for you. Beer, I know. tea, water. Yeah. There's no way you got tea and coffee. You're damn wrong. Ganky Zanky. Coffee and a Ganky Obviously, Zanky. everything pairs well with a Ganky Zanky. I mean, why not just pour it all into one fishbowl and just a straw? Drink it out of a straw. <laughs> I, I, we can't just say Ganky Zanky just to millions of listeners and not explain what it is, right? I don't know. We can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing we do on these airwaves is regulated in any way. Uh, all right. Well, that's how I'm doing. How are you guys doing? You know, living life. I don't even have time. I don't even have time to hear about that. We got a we got a lot to get over <laughs> go over here. Sounds good. You don't actually so, care about us, anyways. So you never have. That's correct. This is our big NBA preview. We did watch the first two nights of the NBA uh, opening season. And this is the third night, so it is a little cheating because we have seen some things so far. But we're going to go over our playoff teams in each uh, conference. We're going to go over who's in our contender circle and who's in the Wemby circle, tanking for Wemby, and awards and finals predictions. I mean, one of these years we're going to hit on either the awards or the finals predictions, right? So this could be it. I feel like it should be called the Wembisons. <laughs> Ooh, the Wembisons. I like that. I like winless for Wemby. Mm. That's all right. Anyway, let's talk about the teams that aren't going to be winless for Wemby, and that's the playoff teams in each conference. I want to start off with the East. Kyle's brandishing a Gatorade Zero in front of me, mocking are my me. hands so large. Yeah, they are really. I mean, they're certainly more than six inches, probably. That's true. <laughs> See how the ease with which you open that bottle? I could never. <laughs> All right, so I have my playoff teams in the East. I have them in tiers, of course. You know me. And obviously, I listed all 15 teams. <laughs> somehow, he has 17 teams in the <laughs> Eastern Conference. He just adds to the list somehow. All right, can I give you my first tier? One through three, and you can react. I have Celtics as the one seed. That's precious, precious Celtics that he holds close right. to his heart. I have the Milwaukee Bucks as the second seed, and I have the Philadelphia 76ers as the third seed. To me, they seem to be on a tier of their own as the three best teams in the East. What do you guys think about that? You said Boston, Millie, and Philly, right? <laughs> Billy, I don't Millie, like the way you said I don't like the way you said Millie and Philly. I didn't mean for that to happen, but I'm glad it did. <laughs> yeah, that's that's correct though. Yeah, I have the same three 
allow me to pose the question. You don't think the Celtics are going to be the one seed? <laughs> allow me to pose the question. What about last year makes you feel that the Sixers are definitively in the same tier as those other two teams? I think, uh, well, I'm not really basing it on last year so much as their offseason moves. And this is only a regular season. I'm not saying I expect them to win the title because we know that Harden is going to choke in the fourth quarter, you know, unless and beat by some miracle lifts him to the finals. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't favor them over those other two for the finals. But I think regular season, they're going to be pretty good. I mean, they're a deep, deep team now. I mean, they added Danthea Melton, uh, House, and P.J. Tucker in the offseason. So that kind of wipes away all those kind of fringe players they were forced to play, like Korkmaz and, and uh, Milton and the like. And now they have defensive players to put in, and they don't have to play Matisse Fiebel, who can't make a shot. So they're just a way better team this year than they were last year as far as their bench. So I think, you know, in the regular season, that's going to lead to a lot of wins. They replaced Milton with Melton. <laughs> Who would have thought one letter could make such a difference? <laughs> My reasoning is the exact same, man. James Harden lost 100 pounds. So <laughs> That was a joke. He didn't actually lose 100 pounds. But he, he did lose that. a decent amount of weight, it seems. I don't know that that has much bearing on how I think about them, but I agree. Forget about everything done. They do <laughs> still have uh, Doc Rivers as coach, so how really yeah, how far can they really go? <laughs> that doesn't worry me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really as high on their playoff potential. I mean, they haven't beat, so obviously they have a shot. But I. I think they've regular season wise deserve to be in that top three tier. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really disagree. I think they're kind of firmly in the third spot for me and the top two could be interchangeable. Um, But I don't disagree with anything you said. So, well, we should mention that you hate the Sixers and you just refuse to admit it. (laughs) <laughs> when have I ever refused to admit it? Well, just the other day you said to me, could it be that the Sixers are my second least favorite team? I was like, what do you mean, could it be? We all know that. <laughs> you well, hate I've the hated Sixers. The... <clears throat> I hated the Nets for a while there, but that's true. I'm embracing so just... it. Okay, so you're going to bring a Chewbacca mug into the into frame here like that and act like this it, is... there's no... <laughs> Nothing needs to be said about it. This is Drake number three. Honestly, the fuzziness of your camera, it looks like it's just a picture of you on a mug. <laughs> and I think that's a compliment with how hairy he is. The only place on my body that doesn't have hair is the growing gap between my forehead and my eyebrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every other inch of skin is covered with hair. <laughs> All right, my next tier, tier two, solid play. Also, do you realize you said the gap between your forehead and your eyebrows? Correct. So what is that space called? (laughs) I guess I mean, you're right. You mean the top of your head and your eyebrows. Yeah, what I really mean is the hair on top of my head to my eyebrows. But I wanted a catchy kind of catchphrase that someone could say about me, like, Mm. (laughs) you know, like, how would you describe Sam? He's all hair except from his forehead to his eyebrows, yeah. (laughs) We'll work on it. We're workshopping. 
Uh, all right. So solid playoff teams. I have the Heat at four, the Raptors at five, and the Brooklyn Nets at six. What do you guys think about that? I differ here. Now, I should mention for those listeners that aren't as well versed in the comings and goings of the NBA playoff um, rules, there is now the play-in. So the top six teams avoid the play-in and don't have to do anything extra. And then teams seven through 10 have to play in a play-in tournament to make the playoffs. Okay, go, Kyle. Uh, I have Atlanta, Miami, and Toronto, two of the three same teams, but I have Atlanta leading that pack, to be honest. Are you telling me you have the Brooklyn Nets in the play-in? I do. Wow. I wish I had the guts to say I hate it, when Kyle I knew he would. What do you, why do you hate it? <laughs> it makes for good podcasting. Because number one, he's still my thunder. Number two, he changes his mind where I think that he's going to be my fluid. adversary. Yeah. Which you know, are allowed to change your mind based on new information, new data, as we see things progress. But it used to be like Kyle would be super high on the nuts and I'd be super low. And now he doesn't even give me the satisfaction. Well, that's because James Harden used to be on the team. It's called growth. It's it's called growth. <laughs> that should be Kyle's model. Well, it's maybe growth. what I should say is I'm glad that you've seen the light and come over to the good side, Kyle. Welcome. Can we yeah, just I talk mean, about the Nets for a second? Because I watched Ben Simmons fall out in <laughs> dude that first game six was minutes or something the other day. So yeah, Ben Simmons may I read you a stat line from game one. Uh Four, five, and five. Took three shots. Was zero of two from the free throw line, and not in this the box score. Zion treated him like he was Muggsy Bogues the whole night. He like <laughs> he was like, "What? This guy's supposed to be like a big, good defender? I don't give a shit. I'm just bowling him over." Uh, it was despicable. It was dishonorable, and it was a little churlish, if you ask me. So, I I gotta tell you, you know what? I'm moving the Nets down to the plane as well. I'm glad wow, we just could like talk that. <laughs> we he didn't even a, say anything. <laughs> he went from good playoff team to maybe they make the plan. Yeah, I'll put him at seven. I'll move the Cavs up. The Cavs are my seventh team. Are we overreacting to the first game of the season? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? I had this locked in before the season started. Seth, who to are answer you? your who? question, no, I don't think we're supposed to overreact. We're supposed <laughs> to make the best assessment possible. To one game of an 82-game season? Well, that can't be expected of us. Seth, who's your four through six in the East? My four through six in the East includes Miami, Burnham. Toronto. Actually, I skipped. I, I started with five. Sorry. Cavs, Miami. Toronto, Atlanta. I think uh, I think that was we, four teams. So one of those was seven. Yeah, but that's his <laughs> well, I, So who's your four through? Six? Who avoids the play-in for you? How come you get to decide how many teams are in each tier? Huh? I'm running this podcast, so I can do as <laughs> I like. Oh, okay. Cavs, uh, <laughs> Miami, Toronto. Okay. So think- what do you like about this Cavs team? I have them. I had them seven and moving up to six. Do you like the you like the Donnie Mitchell addition? Yeah. Big splash with Donnie Mitchell. Um, I think I prefer their growth and the um 
like their projected improvement over a team like the Hawks that made a similar splash in the offseason, adding DeJounte Murray. But I think the Cavs' young players are better situated to naturally improve and get better, particularly Garland, Mobley, and maybe a little bit of Allen. How much better can um, Garland get from last year? Well, that's the other thing. I don't even think he really needs to get that much better now that he's paired with Mitchell. Um, and I I think the defensive capabilities of Mobley and Allen are a bit better than like Capella uh, and John Collins, for instance, as the bigs for Atlanta. So, and I mean, the Cavs were already better than Atlanta last year. Um, so I, I like that. And I think Miami deserves a spot in there just for their stalwart team that's that's always kind of in the mix there in the middle of the pack, if not towards the top. So I think that's kind of my rationale for that order. Uh, but, man, in the East, it's like four through seven, mm-hmm. four through eight. Mm-hmm. I think those teams could really be in any order. And it would surprise me if anyone outside of like the top eight that I have right now ends up in the playoffs, I guess anything could happen in the play-in. Right. But I feel like, well, we'll get to the kind of that bottom half, but that whole middle of the East is really interchangeable in my mind. I wouldn't be surprised if it's two wins that separates the four seed from the eight seed. I feel like the Hawks, it's like, with the Hawks and the Cavs, they're very, very similar teams, very similar over-unders coming into the, coming into the season, and you kind of have to, like, pick one that you prefer almost. Um, and it seems like we all prefer the Cavs, but I'm I, – No, I not wonder, me. I Atlanta at the – Yeah, I wonder – I mean, this, this Atlanta team is very deep, and they this have Atlanta way better wings. Is so good now. With, yeah. I, I, I know I question it a lot with the, the trade for – Deontay over the off season. Say um, his name right, damn it. <laughs> they traded but, for Deontay Johnson, wide but, receiver from the Steelers. Wow, he finally escaped the Steelers' offense. In, in watching the preseason games and then the, their first game, him and, and Trey Young play off each other actually much better than I expected, and giving them you know the staggering minutes to have a. Uh, what I would say a top tier ball handler on, on both units at all. So someone on the floor at all times, someone that's not Kevin Herter um, essentially running a unit is a major boost. Um, obviously we know Murray has, I think he's secretly one of the the better, obviously defenders in the league too. And that doesn't change the whole team's defense, but having someone out there that could at least to be a, stopper or someone that could slow down a star player on another team I think is a major factor as well so I just like the the offensive firepower as well I think they have something that a lot of teams are could have some trouble keeping up with so you know yeah I'm very high on Atlanta this year obviously I have them expected to be the four seed so I think that they have a deep bench with a lot of good wings like they have Bogdan Bogdanovich uh they have um both Holiday brothers 
Justin and Aaron. I guess not both. There's also Drew Holiday, who they would be unstoppable if they had. <laughs> I sneaky like both the Holiday brothers, and and I think last they're, night they're, they're playing, good bench players. Yeah, they're just very good bench players. And then I I go over to the Cavs depth chart, and I'm like, yeah, dude, that, that's what I was gonna bring up. I'm like, am I playing Lamar Stevens? Am I playing the accountant Dean Wade? Anytime someone is moonlighting as an NBA player and is an accountant by day, I can't be picking their team to to go over. I don't know. That that's that's kind of the, those are the two swing teams, and I'm kind of wondering if, like, I I love the the top end players on the Cavs so much. Is that blinding me to the depth of the Hawks? You know, I think it might be. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I just feel like. I'm expecting that Mobley will take a huge step forward. And I don't think the Hawks have anyone like that who's going to take as big of a leap forward. Now, maybe you just think DeJounte makes more of an impact than Donovan Mitchell does. But, I mean, we would have said, like, before the season, in a vacuum, like, Donovan Mitchell's a better player than DeJounte Murray, I think. I wouldn't have said well, Kai wouldn't say that because he can't pronounce his name, so he can't say anything right. about him. Um, <laughs> and I think, I mean, the Cavs had a better record than the Hawks last year, so. Mm-hmm. But they have a tougher schedule this year. I was looking at it. They're playing, I think, like, it was something crazy. Like, 49 of their, are their games are, are against teams that um, were winning teams last year, and, like, 29 of them are against teams that won over 45 or something crazy. I think I just made all those numbers up, but it was, it's a tough schedule. And, but you know, if you, if you want to just bet on Mobley and that's your bet, I don't think that's the bad bet to make either. You know, I mean, he's an absolute stud in both ends of the court. So that'll be very interesting. That middle of the East, I think Um, in the, in the next, so, so I have in my plan, that's in Hawks. So pretty similar to you guys. I think those that's everyone's top eight, right? We have Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, Heat, Raptors, Cavs, Nats, Hawks in some order. Am I correct on that? Yep. Okay. So my nine and ten, losers of the play-in unless they make an upset on the road, are the Chicago Bulls. Your Chicago Bulls. See red, baby. And why are you shaking your head? Let me enjoy my team for once. Does this, does Seth's hair look way better than it normally does today, or is it just me? Do you see that? There's like a swoop. It's like uh... – no, you ruined Gap it. You, between you his forehead it. and his eyebrows have decreased or something. <laughs> uh, so I have the Chicago Bulls at nine, and then at number 10, the Detroit Pistons, baby. Let's go. Motor City, let's ride. Who do you guys I guess you do ride in a car, so you don't I want to say personally. let's drive. <laughs> it's been uh, it's 12 hours job. since you I have receipts of you saying magic and pistons make the play it you heard play you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, but then I was like, oh, I love the Bulls. Mm, good reason. This is like when I picked the Jags to make the playoffs, which I did. Did you though? <laughs> Although honestly, now they kind of suck. So I kind of want to take it back. Either way, I win though. So I don't know. I wanted to, pick the to magic. do it again. Okay, so they've, I wanted they've expanded I, the playoffs for us, so now we can pick ten teams, and yet Sam still managed to pick eleven. <laughs> I really wanted to pick the Magic, but then I, on opening night they were playing Bull Bull a lot, and boy, that really scared me off. I gotta say, 
That's yeah, really that's, the only reason. Yeah. What do you have against Bol Bol? I mean, he I went Dame, 10 and you 6. Have against Damian Lillard? I think Bol Bol market corrected Mo Bamba. Kind of sad to see. Are they even allowed to have those two on the same team? That should be illegal, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still. It seems I'm like still... not so long ago that the, the hit song in the nation was called Mo Bamba. Yeah, and there was never a song called Bull Bull, so I don't know what grounds he has to stand in. I feel like there might be an India. Honestly, a song we named <laughs> a song we named Mo Bamba is like Baker Mayfield being the star of State Farm commercials. <laughs> Which one is more egregious? Definitely Baker, because he can't even throw a pass eight yards. Uh, all right, so who do you guys have in the in the play? Do you have my precious bowls in there? My last two spots were super tough. So yeah, I sided with the Bulls. <laughs> For one of them. Um, I feel like the last spot is truly just an absolute toss-up, and I just put Charlotte in there because I'd like to see a LaMelo play-in game. Charlotte might be out of the league more than they might be in the play-in, let me tell you. (laughs) They'll be relegated. All right, Seth, who'd you have? You know, Seth, if you had any guts, you'd have the Sixers as a 10 seed, but I don't see any courage out of you. Wow. (laughs) Um... I can see the nuts in the tents. I'm just mad that your hair looks so good. You're welcome. Uh, I picked Magic and Pistons. Um, I don't think Charlotte's going to be. Is that surprising? You you actually did what I said I would do. Yeah, he had the guts. I have the guts. This is, and this the is why we're such a great team. I talk a big game and then you actually carry through. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, I don't even think it's that like bold of a statement. No. Um, the Magic were like kind of. I mean, both teams were bad last year. I can't remember exactly how they finished there at the bottom, but both teams have really good young core. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of teams that are kind of trending down, and those two are trending up because of their recent draft picks. So I don't know. I think Indiana's going to be tanking really hard. New York is just abysmal. I think the Bulls are going to struggle with injuries. Looking like Lonzo is not coming back. I think DeRozan is going to take a step backwards from what he did last year. Not so first far. Game, let me tell you. First game wouldn't uh, wouldn't be an inclination. He absolutely that, eviscerated the Heat on opening night. Again, I'm going to attempt to refrain from making <laughs> overreactions based on one game. So. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I'd be shocked like if the Bulls get the 10 seed. Like like you guys were saying, I think the 9 and 10 are kind of a toss-up, but it just feels like the Magic and the Pistons out of that group are the teams that are trending upward rather than trending down. Yeah, I got to say, I'm usually more like logical and lower on my teams than – consensus but i really i don't know i think people are becoming too low on the bulls i know that lonzo i know that lonzo is gone i'm just gonna i'm just gonna count him as out for the season even though they haven't said anything to such i mean he can't even walk up the stairs without pain so just i feel sad for the man but we have io to fill in at point guard and he's Looks great good. let's overreact have, again to one game <laughs> and what people like maybe don't realize like is how big Caruso was for this team and we lost him for half the season last year. So he slots right in as that defensive 
like Ayo's Ayo's a great defender and is a great defender. So I feel like we can cobble together on a good defensive backcourt again. Levine's knee problems worry me for sure. DeRozan seems like the same guy this year. So if he's the same guy, then I don't see why we can't be in a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely true. They have a path to success. Obviously, they were in the playoffs last year. And uh, between DeRozan and Caruso coming back and, you know, getting some kind of production from Vooch, like, could definitely be a 8, 9, 10 kind of seed. If, if Patrick goes Williams well. makes any kind of leap to, yeah. I think they're kind of a guaranteed play-in at, at, at least. But, man, at what point do we stop saying it, it's going to happen? Yeah, it's just and been kind of injuries and everything, you know. Is the 10 seed the worst-case scenario for the Bulls? No. I mean, it's, it all depends Would on Would you injuries. prefer to be tanking? I mean, if we if if Levine's knee becomes a real issue, and like you know we lose a, a couple more rotation guys, then yeah, I'd rather tank. But if DeRozan's still playing, I just don't know how much tanking you can really do. He's too good. You know that's the unfortunate part. Like if we lose, that's everyone but DeRozan. I feel like we'll still be ahead of a couple like six or seven teams. So that's kind of my point. Like. <clears throat> is this the worst case scenario for the Bulls where in a season where it would be really good to be able to tank, they're not really able to, but they're yeah. also nowhere near contention for the Eastern conference. I mean, I already, all. I already knew that like when we made the Vooch trade, I just kind of made my lot with that. We were going to be a, a low end playoff team and that's what we bet on, you know, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. We needed okay. some. We needed something exciting after the what we had earlier. And listen, we have a good like backup point guard and backup center was a huge issue last year. And now we have Andre Drummond and Goran Goran Dragic, and like they're just like solid. We really short up those positions. I don't know. I feel like team. I understand the why people are down on them, but I think they've gotten too down. Let's go. Um, let's go over to the West here. The weast. It gets even dicier in the West somehow. Very dicey. If you'll allow me, my first tier is four teams, but I think you'll agree with it, so I think it'll be okay. You guys want to be so surprised by this. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I have the Warriors as the one seed, the Nuggets as the two seed, the Suns as the three seed, and the Clippers as the fourth seed. I'm really just factoring in Kawhi's load management as far as the Clippers being the four. Kyle has Utah Jazz, number one. <laughs> Minnesota Timberwolves, number two. No, he would have – the Timberwolves are probably out of the play-in room because they have Gobert. <laughs> exactly. Go ahead. Give it to me, Kyle. I had a tough time. Um, That's okay. Because I didn't know who I would – so I'll list my four as well. You know, I'll just list three. That's probably my tier is three, three and three again. My top three, starting with the one, I didn't want to do it, but I put Phoenix. I just feel like they're just kind of that you know, close through the regular talk- season. Yeah, They're going to do everything they need to to secure that one spot, but I don't have yeah. the confidence of them in the playoffs. 
Can we talk about that for a second? I I feel like, okay, there's all this drama with their owner being a terrible person and forcing to sell the team. I really don't think that affects the players at all, if I'm being honest with you. Mm-mm. Like, the players in the locker room don't give a shit. They're like, no. good, he's out, whatever. The, the problem may be DeAndre Ayton, um, but, I mean, he got paid. He said he hadn't talked to Monty Williams in the offseason. Whatever. I, don't, I think I saw a report, don't worry. I didn't talk I'm to my boss all winter, same thing. It's uh, <laughs> fair. <laughs> I just don't know if it's going to matter that much. I mean, I think they're still going to be really good. What does that mean? What does that make me? I think, like I said, I think they are probably the best from the West in terms of regular season teams. That's why I have them one. My two seed is Memphis. Mm. I expect a leap. Uh, and then three, I got Golden State. At this point, I feel like it doesn't matter what happens. They're a lock to be a top four team in, in the West somehow every year. There's a team notably missing from your top tier, Kyle. Yeah. A team that you yeah, have I carried in your pouch like a koala with its children. Yeah. And that and is it, the Denver Nuggets. It has nothing to do with Jokic, more so to do with now they have uh, quarterback and uh, Jamal Murray back. And I just think those are much more of a defensive liability than what they were rolling out last year. They bring more offensive firepower, but I mean, we again, I don't want to overreact to game one, but they got handedly beat by Utah. What's going on in Utah? <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. Like they got it handed to them. I did not watch any of that game, but I was. was definitely shocked to see the box score. I mean, yeah, so uh, I had to leave them out of the top. Again, nothing against Jokic. I just, how long is it going to take? Porter and Jamal to really get back to where they were pre-injury. Can Porter take another leap like he kind of was expected to before that injury happened? There's just a lot of unknowns down in Denver that uh, that, that I just couldn't um, couldn't put them in the top three there. Interesting. They're not in the top four. Interesting. I, in my eyes. We, when we saw a brief flash of Murray, Porter, Aaron Gordon, and Jokic, it seemed unstoppable. And the first game, notwithstanding, I just think their offense is going to be so good that they don't have to be elite defensively to rack up regular season wins. That's kind of where I was coming from. Do you have them in your top tier, Seth? Yeah, <clears throat> I think they'll be in the top three. Um it's honestly, if I were making the tiers, which apparently I'm not, I would say (laughs) there's one mega tier that includes seven teams. Wow, really? And I just feel like all seven of them could be the one seed, all seven could be the seven seed. Ask me in an hour, I'll change my order. (sighs) And I think all of them could like win a playoff season, series against the other. So honestly, I think it's going to come down to injuries. And I think we're going to look back on the seeding 
come playoff time and we'll say, oh, well, yeah, as it turned out, you know, Zion got injured, and that's why the Pelicans mm-hmm. ended up at the why bottom of the box. Something like that. Why would you even say universe? that on this podcast? Kyle, edit that out. Knock on wood. I do know editing. Um, <laughs> or, you know, it'll be Chris Paul or whoever, right? So, yeah. I mean, if we look back on last year, right, it's like, okay, the Clippers were out of it because of injuries. Denver ended up being out of it because of injury. I mean, not out of the playoffs, obviously, but like out of contention for the NBA finals. And it's just kind of an unfortunate reality that like somebody is going to get injured on an important team Mm -hmm. most likely this year. And so I think that's probably going to be the determining factor. Uh, But beyond that, like any of those teams, but right now in pencil, I have Warriors, Suns, Nuggets, Pelicans. That's my top four. Oh, Pelicans top four. That's spicy. I don't have Memphis them in my not top. Breaking the top four is interesting. Well, I don't have Memphis in my top four you either. I have them at five. Well, the I my only concern is, and I know that the Grizzlies win with everyone, no matter who's playing, and so they're probably gonna they're probably gonna play this back as bulletin board material when I say this, because I'm sure they listen to the podcast. But of course. Missing Jaron Jackson Jr. for the start of the season, I feel like he's their most impactful player defensively. So I expect maybe like a little less regular season wins in the first month of the season. That might drop them. I have them at five. So, you know, dropped them a little bit for that. I don't know. I mean, a unit like Memphis, I feel like one player truly doesn't impact them defensively as much as it would, say, like the Bulls, right? Like if Caruso's not out there, I think the entirety of their defensive unit isn't strong enough to warrant uh if caruso were to lead or if caruso's in there then i think it their defense kind of goes up a tier but um whereas memphis they could be without jaron jackson and defensively i think they're still a very strong defensive unit as a team so and then the offensive firepower that we've seen from Santi Aldama is definitely going to you know it's <laughs> I think they're not going to worry about points from that position that man is hot he's not bad on the basketball court either yeah I mean bet against the Memphis Grizzlies at your own peril they come to every regular season game with the ferocity of a game seven of the finals, you know, and that so fun allows you to get a lot of wins against a team that is not as locked in as you are during the regular season when they're just, um, off a back to back. Let me just, you know, mail it in. So yeah, you might be right about that. Um, I didn't have the Pelicans in my top seven, Seth, if we're doing a mega tier, I had Grizzlies Mm. five, T-Wolf six, Mavs seven, Pelicans eight. That's where I finished the top eight. Is that everyone's top eight in some order? Kyle, what do you got going on over there? Uh, So my four, I had Dallas at the four, Denver at the five, Pelicans six, and then seven, I had the Clippers. And then I hated it, but I put the Lakers eight. I don't really feel strongly one way or another, but I just think – LeBron's going to obviously keep them in the play-in most likely no matter what. And then if 
the AD injuries don't happen at the frequency that they've happened in the past. I think they're definitely one of the top two teams in the play-in opposed to fighting for a play-in spot, you know. So so the team that you booted out, I assume, is Minnesota. the fighting Rudigo Bears of, of Minnesota yeah. because of your um, deep, deep set hatred for the man. Uh, let me hit on the Lakers real quick, though, because you mentioned them. I had them at nine. Seth, were they not in your top eight? Correct. This is a sorry, sorry team. It's absolutely despicable what goes on in the court besides LeBron and AD. I mean, might I remind you that they played heavy minutes. They give heavy minutes to a man named Matt Ryan, who <laughs> looks pretty similar to the quarterback Matt Ryan and moves the same way. <laughs> they are starting Lonnie Walker, the 14th. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm There's a lot fan. wrong with that, actually, because he's not a good player. They're all they're starting, they're starting <laughs> that's true. Their starting lineup along with AD and LeBron is Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, and Lonnie Walker. I mean, you're not gonna score any points doing that. You might not even win a pickup game if you go to a random <laughs> park. Like it's just it's absolutely despicable what goes on there. And I put them ninth because that's the lowest they can go with LeBron and AD because those are two of the best, I don't know, 15 players in the league still. So, but man, this front office has to be absolutely disgraced with itself for putting together such a sinful roster. I love it personally. I think they (laughs) did exactly what um, the Lakers deserve. And I agree with you. I think I've never been a Pat Bev guy. I, I get that he's one of those, like, you love him if he's on your team and you hate him otherwise, but I think he's overrated. I think he's a lot of uh, a lot of talk, a lot of bark and no bite. Um, he's their third best player. It's not even exactly. close. Like, if Pat Bev's, like, your seventh or eighth man, okay, he might have a use in that in that role. But as your third best player, or you know, third or fourth, depending on how you feel about Westbrook, it's like that is a sorry situation. And you know, we're talking about depth on the Cavs. The Cavs look like the Grand Canyon as far as depth compared to the Lakers. <laughs> you mean to tell me that you don't think that there's any reality where Russell Westbrook proves the haters wrong? No. I think there is a reality if we're talking about like the multiverse. I mean, if there's a reality where Loki is a crocodile, there's a reality (laughs) where Russell Westbrook proves the haters wrong, but I'd be surprised if that came to fruition. On the other hand, he is a Kwame Brown. So if he's putting up stats, I'm for it. You know how like in, in the Avengers Endgame, Dr. Strange came up with that plan to beat Thanos and then they asked him afterwards, like, could they have done anything else? And he was like, no, that was like literally the only possible outcome where we have like 12 million, you know, 12 million. That would be or like if, yeah. if the Lakers are on the microphone after winning a title and they're like, was there any other possible outcome to this? And like, no, we had to kill Russell Westbrook. And now we're here today. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one in 12 million chance that we had to win the championship. I mean, I think the, the possible outcome for the Lakers that ends them up. Like it's kind of what you're saying, but if they trade Russ and they part with those two first round picks that they have left over and they get better players, I can see that. Then too. I think 
that is the scenario that gives them a chance at a playoff berth. Um, I mean, people have been kind of like, I think on the Lakers side of like, yeah, I wouldn't trade two first round picks to get Turner and healed either. Yeah. But I kind of would, I think they should do that deal because you got to try to win now and you have LeBron at this stage in his career. And I think well, Heels and Turner would really help them. But the thing is there's I, their package. There's other teams that could offer so much better packages for those two, or they could split them up and get so much better return than just the two first round picks and the shitty contract of Russell Westbrook. Why haven't they then? I mean, I don't know, man, that's a pretty good package. Unprotected Lakers picks when, LeBron is retired and AD is probably injured. Maybe they can get more. I guess we'll see what happens. Like, there's I feel like if they can get more than they should. There's a I mean, they literally almost world. got DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> well, it seems that ship has sailed. I mean, I mean there's a they did it. And is he really that much better than Turner and Guild? That wasn't for both of them, though. It was just for Miles Turner. <clears throat> Yeah, so maybe the Turner and Heald thing is not actually on the table. That's I, that's just a rumor that people have been talking about. Right, that's what people <clears> want to <throat> see happen with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But I, that's what I'm saying is like, I don't think Indiana really has. They don't need to take on the Russell Westbrook contract to get no. only two first round picks. When I think if they really wanted to, they could split those two up. Oh, and I thought you were larger okay. return. <clears throat> yeah, I, thought I you were agree. The too. opposite. I thought okay, you were saying no. you split up the two first-round picks and the oh, Lakers yeah, could yeah. get more for them. I got you. Gotcha. Okay. okay, two things. Two things here. Number one, those are really, really hot commodities because there's a very realistic world where the Lakers are literally the worst team in the league in 2027 or 2029. I mean, you look at the rest of this roster. If LeBron and AD are gone, there's nothing left. I mean, they've been to the doldrums before. They can certainly return again. Second thing is, I agree with you, when – when the Indiana Pacers aren't bad enough come midway through the season and they're trying to get Victor Wembanyama, they can they're going to bring their price down to one pick and set ship away their best players or their you know their winning players to the Lakers. So I think it's smart for the Lakers to wait. Other teams might like the the Hornets might come to the Lakers halfway through the season and be like, boy, we're really not bad enough and we we're we're out of the play and we'd like to send you some of our players so that we can get Victor and that's probably going to take one pick. So I think they're mm. smart to wait. The Hornets wanted Miles Turner already too. So well that would be the opposite. That would be the Hornets. Oh, you're better. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's not what you were saying. My bad. No, I'm saying I mean, that they're after the bridges situation, I don't know if they still would want Turner because they're probably exactly. trying to tank. They should but be. I don't I think they're kind of in that bull situation where as long as Lamelo's healthy, there's not a world to tank for yeah. a realistic high percentage chance to get victor i disagree i don't think Lamelo is really driving winning yet i don't think he's really much different than derozan to that team well the rest of their team is way worse than the bulls is it yeah the hornets might be one of the worst teams in the east honestly i mean like who's i don't I'm, they have the Lamelo's injured right now they have Mason Plumley as their center. Their best bench player is Kelly Oubre. He have the beautiful eyes. Dennis Smith Jr. is in the mix. That's never a good sign. 
I, I just see that whole thing imploding. I, I don't like it. I don't like what's going on there one bit. That's too long on the Hornets, though. Can we finish off the West here? Um, 14 seconds is too long on the Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you betcha. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Seth, you had the Lakers at nine as well. I had the Pelicans sneaking in at eight, but they're probably better than that. It's just, you know, that top in the West, as you said, is tough. I have as my 10th seed the Sacramento Kings of Sacramento. Wow, you think uh, Keegan really does it, huh? Well, I'm a little concerned that Keegan didn't play in the first game. Is anyone else concerned by that? That team is atrocious. They were playing Casey Akpala instead. Yeah, Keegan didn't play. He knew I drafted him in a fantasy team. I mean, I don't okay. see who else is the 10 seeds between them or the Blazers, and I don't like the Blazers. I took year, the but... Blazers. I have Minnesota at 9, Blazers 10. Someone make the case for the Blazers and let me hear it. Maybe you can sway me. Uh, Dame Lillard. Hmm, I've heard of him. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's much more to say. I feel like they got Jimmy Grant. That too, but of all of like that bottom tier of the West, that's the one player that can carry a team to a play-in. <laughs> to a 10th <tenth> seed. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably fair. I just want to do something different and I kind of sneaky like this this Kings team, but then I then the opening game they started Casey Akpala instead of Keegan Murray, and now I'm just second guessing everything. I mean, Darren Fox went 33 seven and seven in the first game. Kevin Herter scored 23 points. He had 14 points from Terrence Davis off the bench, and they still lost to Portland. Yeah, I it's mean, kind of funny they those two played each other, right? <laughs> I think I don't know. what all what do you three think, of those teams have going for them, Portland, L.A., and Sacramento, is that at least at the beginning of the year, all three of them are going to be trying to win because Portland is like, well, we have Dame. They just made a, a win-now trade with Jeremy Grant, right? Like, unless things go south for them early and they trade Dame, I think they're trying to win. The Kings have been very public about, like, their mandate to make the playoffs. Uh, obviously, they made the big Sabonis for Halliburton trade. And that was a win-now move. Um, In what world? Yeah, I mean, to the extent that it was a win-at-any-point move, it was for the current reality. And obviously, we talked about the Lakers with LeBron. So, I don't know. I think I could see any any two of those three being that 9-10 seed. Um, Let me ask you this. Yeah. Injuries I mean, there's nobody else in contention. The rest of the teams are tanking, right? So. If we went back to the last year that we had a healthy Dame and McCollum was on the Blazers, hmm. and we said they were going to make the play-in over any other team, you will all agree, right? Of course, yeah. I think Anthony Simons brings similar – firepower offensively not to the same extent that McCollum can but I think he has that type of upside on a much less consistent basis but I also think that they've expanded their scoring throughout the rest of their roster through Jeremy Grant and honestly you know Josh Hart is kind of that type of gritty player that if you need 15 20 points he'll do that if you need him to grab 12 rebounds 
in a certain game, he'll do that. If you need him to be the kind of guy that's distributing the ball, he'll do that. Like he's this that kind of fluid player that I think kind of fills the gaps pretty decently for Portland. And then you got Nurkic, who's just always the same old Nurkic. He's what he's going to do like probably 17 and eight or 17 and nine for the season, which is probably better than average for centers in the league. So I just think they all around have a better team than any of those other bottom tier teams here in the West. And they're not going to try to tank. Can I list a couple names that worry me about them? Please, because I, I don't think they're going to worry me. First name is Justice Winslow. I mean, what is this, 2016? The second name that worries me is Coming Drew Eubanks. Drew Eubanks is playing minutes. Yeah, okay. Those are the two names that worry me most. They're one injury the, away. What, what about Gary Payton? Not playing yet, but he'll be playing. Junior or That's senior? That's fine. The two, actually. The second. Uh, what worries me more is right you said well how different are they than the portland of old with damon cj and even if simons does replace like 90 percent of cj is dame the same guy that he was three four years ago right like last year you could maybe just chalk it up to the injury but you know he he didn't really look like himself he didn't look like himself playing for usa basketball over the summer didn't look like himself in the preseason and in the first game of the year he was one for eight from three so i would like nothing better than to see the old dame that we know and love so much um but that's that's my only hesitation with like i mean i think if he's his old self they could be the seven seed the eight seed but yeah, I'm going to have fun revisiting this once we make the actual playoffs and we see Dame Time take out the the seventh seed in the first round of the play-in and then them also win the second game of the play-in <laughs> and make the That'd playoffs. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, that was a serious injury Lillard had. I just I feel like this team has a better chance of halfway through the year being like, all right, let's, let's sit Lillard and tank for Wemby than doing any damage in the playoffs. They just leave me so flaccid. Sounds like a you problem. Just kind of sick of this Portland team, to be honest. All right. Same after years, I feel like. <laughs> Let's go over our contender circle. Who do we think can really win the finals? Now, you might think, Sam, that was great to come up with alliteration like contender circle. I think I just stole it from another podcast. I can't remember what, but. Is it still an alliteration if the no. the it's a hard and a soft? A hard and a soft. <laughs> Talk about flaccid. I got some that like that going on over here. I'll tell you that much. Um, Tender circle is not an alliteration, but good effort though. It's a thought that counts. Thank you. That's all I needed to hear. Counts and contenders would be. Mm-hmm. These are our contenders. Counts. Um, you can I took it upon myself to take four teams from each uh, each division. I have three from the East conference. And four from the West. That's fine. So my three teams in the East are Bucks, Celtics, and Sixers. Who is the one that you added? Uh, I had Bucks, Celtics, Sixers. My top four 
teams. Who was <laughs> the fourth? The East. Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peace up, A-Town down. As they say. Seth is... I have... Go ahead. Two from the East and six from the West. I knew he was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair if you throw the sixes out just because of James Harden's existence on this earth. Uh... I didn't have the guts. I think it would it. be unfair if you didn't, but well, you hate the Sixers as we know. So everything you say right. is biased. It's like talking to you about the Sixers is like talking to you about Russell Wilson. Unlimited. Except the opposite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I bet you guys just cuddle at night talking about how much you hate the Sixers. You say that as if you don't know that to be reality, <laughs> as if that's only conjecture. All right. Who's your well, who's your six from the West then? I have. I'll tell you mine. You tell me the ones you added. I have um, Warriors, Nuggets, Clippers, Suns as my four. So uh, I think Pelicans and Grizzlies should be added. Okay. I think that's fair. Kyle? I have Pelicans. Uh, top to bottom, I had Memphis, Dallas, Warriors, Pelicans. Memphis, no Dallas, Warriors, Kyle. Pelicans. No Clippers? No Nuggets? No Suns? No Mavs? <laughs> None That's of us the picked Mavs. the Mavs. That's yeah, I said Dallas. Oh, you did. Okay. Dallas. Yeah. You had the Suns as the one seed, though. You think they would at least have a chance at the at the title? Yeah, I, like I said, I I think that they're the one seed for the regular season, but I truly like the playoff chances and the title chances better for these four teams. And because I limited myself arbitrarily to four from each division or conference, why do I keep saying that? Four from each conference. Yeah. I'm glad you did that. Self-motivation is key. All right. On the flip side, who is going to get Wemby, baby? All right. We have, we have a lot of tanking teams this year, as you might imagine. There's four in the West. We got, we got uh, Rockets, OKC, Spurs, and Jazz. I think the Spurs and Jazz are openly tanking. You know, OKC and Rockets are just still young. And then in the East, we definitely have the Indiana Pacers. We just said how they're going to ship off half their team. We might end up with, you know, the Hornets, the Magic, those Pistons. If something goes wrong for them, they have what it takes to tank to the bottom. I would like to throw out a team to you, and I want everyone to close your eyes right now, okay? It's not going to matter. I can't imagine anything. So go ahead. <laughs> get on with it, please. Sam's just okay. doing this to hurt, Kyle. <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder, who might I add are currently starting Alexander Pokashevsky at center. Zoom tight. Which is a cry for help if I ever heard one. <laughs> okay, I want you to Hopefully close your eyes. Flashes, picture, all right. <laughs> picture the starting five of the 2023 OKC Thunder. All right, listeners, you can do this at home, especially if you're driving. SGA, Goat, Shea, Gilders Alexander, Josh Giddy, Goat, Chad Holmgren, Dog, Victor Wembanyama, and Dog. starting at center still. Alexander Pokashevsky. <laughs> this team is just going to all have that dog in them. Doesn't that just feel right? No, 100%. It's like 6 8 and up exclusively. I mean, Victor Wimunyama's small forward at 7 5. How much more can the stars align to that Oklahoma City has the hardest strength of schedule of any team in the NBA? <laughs> I feel like they were really going to go for the play in when Chad was healthy, but now that Chad's out, it's like. Yeah, now that Chad's out, it's like. I think they've also mastered the art of. Their season. Competitively tanking. Yeah. Like, 
they're not in games where they're getting blown out night after night. They make yeah. every game competitive because of the other players that they have and the um, skills that they have, but they've mastered the art of competitively tanking so well that you could still watch a game and really enjoy it. Yeah. But know that they're going to lose and they're going to secure one of those top three. Yeah. They're like the, they're like the old guys in the office. They're like looking around at the, at the newest hires, like coming in, like all, all these other tanking teams, like you guys don't have what it takes. We've been doing this for years. Yeah. I guess I would just ask the question, like, does Shea fall into that DeRozan Lamelo camp? Which I know, think he can. I, I think I personally think he is that. I think he's better than those players. Um, right. But at the same time, Oklahoma is not against probably sitting him more than those other teams are because they did it last are, year. Yeah, they did it last year, and OKC fans aren't really promised a a playoff or expecting a playoff I think like the others are so I mean they might just trade SGA if they could I mean I don't know why they need more picks but (laughs) I mean it's it's 27 first round picks over like the next three (laughs) years dude they don't need any more they trade SGA for three first round picks in two seconds (laughs) oh my god SGA and the Bulls though <clears throat> I mean, how much longer is SGA going to be like, like happy to just collect a check and you know more, make up an injury? One more year, <laughs> one more maybe. Run it back. I mean, look at—he's making a lot of money not to I play. Mean, so imagine this, right? It's like they do tank, stars align, they get Wemby, they have twenty-five other draft picks, first-round <laughs> picks <laughs> to include in packages for all-star players. When you don't even uh, need those players, what do you think? This team could be the Monstars in four years. Like, can we just add another NBA team and just give them half of OKC's first round picks <laughs> to start a team? <laughs> I mean, they are going to add an expansion team, right? So they might as well just give them the picks. How do you add just one expansion team? I don't understand that. Well, they're adding two Seattle and Vegas. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, all right, we got it. Mean, let's go to awards. Confirmed. We better breeze through these fucking awards because I don't know how long we've been recording, but it seems like it's been two hours. Yeah, too long is the answer. All right. MVP of the whole damn league. All right. I have Giannis listed here at seven to one um, just because I'm pretty confident the Bucks are going to be a high seed and He's maybe the best player on the team, but uh, will you allow me to read the odds of everyone? And I know Kyle's going to pick already, but let's not get into that right now. Okay, so the odds are thusly speaking. Luka Doncic, plus 390. Favorite for the <laughs> third crazy. straight year, yeah. despite never coming close to winning it. Joel Embiid at 6-1. to one. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 7-1. to one. Our boy Jokic, big honey, 9-1. to one. Probably only that low because no one's Won three straight since Larry Bird, although is he the next Larry Bird? People are talking. Jason Tatum at 10 to 1. Kyle perks up. Kevin Durant at 10 to 1. Steph at 15 to 1. Jod 15 to 1. Those are the heavy hitters. You can tell me if you have a sleeper. I like Tatum's at 10 to 1 a lot too, Kyle. And you let's why don't you tell us why you like that? I mean, all the same reasons that I listed last year. <laughs> when I think 
he probably would have won it last year if they didn't start the entire first half of the season as a bottom four team in the East. <laughs> um, but no, I think last year showed another year of just a lot of growth. Um, we know he has it offensively, obviously. Um, I just have this feeling that he kind of, I feel like before we kind of teetered on, well, is Brown more of the alpha? Is Tatum more of the alpha? For whatever reason, I kind of felt like that was kind of shifting later down, later on last year towards kind of Taysom really taking a hold of that alpha role. And I kind of feel like that rolls over into this year and he just continues his, uh, you know, his dominance um, on the floor and them expected by me to be the one seed in the, in the East. Um, I think we're going to be asking, Hey, does Ime even need to come back after the end of this year? Because I have a feeling that, you know, they're just going to have go on a roll this year. Yeah, I, love I gotta I love say, I agree with that. I, I agree with everything. He looks so good in the first game. He looks so game. good, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board with it. I do have to say, my number two though is Ja Morant. Love that at 15 to one as well, because I do think there's a there's a world where Memphis is the one seed in the West, and there's absolutely no doubt that if they do that, it's on the back of Ja. So, yeah, it's not on the back it of Mimi's Quita. I'll tell you that much. It does seem like uh, unless something wild happens, like Giannis averages 40 and 15, it's not going to be Jokic or Giannis. It's going to be someone who hasn't won it before. So I think Embiid, Ja, Luka, Tatum are all like pretty good bets for those odds. Embiid's a good bet for sure, too, because people probably yeah. think he's slighted from last year. I don't know. Who even knows? It's a crapshoot anyway. Defensive player of the year. This is a juicy, juicy one. Your boy, Seth, Marcus Smart, won it last year, despite not being able to guard a wet paper towel in the in the uh, finals. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> Don't talk about Steph like that. <laughs> That's just my cute little nickname for Steph. Uh, Rudy Gobert, he of the scourge of Kyle's mind's eye at plus 380. Bam out of bio at seven to one. Who might have won last year if he played enough games? Giannis himself at nine to one. Evan Mobley at ten to one. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Your boy Rob Williams at twelve to one. Seth and Draymond at fifteen to one. Wide open field this year. Um, I'm going to go with Giannis again. Ten to one MVP and D DPOY first since Michael Jordan. It's happening. Buckle in. He, I, he's just the best defender. Just did of the it two years ago or three years ago. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I guess first since Giannis two years ago, if you want to be correct. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's just the best defender in the league in my humble opinion. Um, you know, I like players that can defend all five positions and he's the apex predator of that. I also sneaky like Draymond at 15 to one. I kind of like Draymond as well. I think Draymond probably could have won it last year if he'd stayed healthy. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, bam, I would have Bam as the favorite because I don't think people are going to want to vote for Gobert again. Um, 
yeah, it's definitely not going to smart after what happened in the finals, even though that really shouldn't make that big of an impact. But I think, I think Vegas maybe is factoring in for Gobert, people being excited, like on the new team, maybe he lifts them to a greater record, you know? I'm rolling with Mobley. I love it. You know, just love what we're seeing down there. Mm. Loved it all last year. Obviously, Seth thinks he takes a leap this year. So let's, um, Let's go Mobley for Defensive Player of the Year. Can I interest anyone uh, in Landry Shamit, 100 to 1? Why no. is Landry even listed? <laughs> is Landry like, playing for someone? seems like pretty good odds for that. Does Landry play for a team? Yeah, the Suns, but like, I know like you have to, like, you have to cut off, your cutoff line has to be before Landry Shamit. I don't know what it yeah. is, but. Is it uh, crazy though to have Desmond Bain at 80 to 1 on a team that I just talked about defensively as a unit at least? And I feel like he wanted to what he wants to average three steals and two blocks per game this year. I feel like they're not gonna give it to another guard after everyone's lambasted last year for giving it to the smart. All the ana- analytics just, and nerds. Yeah, I'm not saying like they that. will too, but I just feel like him being down with the likes of Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at MVP. <laughs> I was like, down with the likes of Draymond Green at 90 to 1. My God. Bane is 80 to 1 to an MVP. Are you saying that's too high or too low? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it at all. All right, let's go to six men of the year. To me, this is a three, three horse race, in my humble opinion. Uh, Jordan Poole is at plus 270 right now. Christian Wood at plus 400. Norman Powell at plus 800. Malcolm Brogdon at plus at 11 to 1. So maybe it's a four-team race. I don't really see Norm, though. I uh, am picking Brogdon 11-1. to I mean, he could average, like, I don't know, 16-5 and off the bench for a one seed. Uh, I think Christian Wood is is a a deep in contention, but Kyle, you brought the point that maybe he's going to start, you know? How many games do you have to come off the bench to be eligible? I don't know if there are any rules necessarily. Or not? Okay. Yeah. I just don't they think they, they make it too long with Deval McGee starting. So Duck Bale. Matt's gonna be so happy we mentioned him on this podcast. It's his favorite player. I mean, Christian Wood did score 16 straight points yesterday. So Man, if he stays lost. on the sixth bench, he's he's gonna average like 20 points off the bench if he stays there, you know. Easy, yeah. He might average a double double off the bench. <laughs> yeah. So do you pick him Brogdon, your boy? You know it. Mm. Couldn't be anyone else. Cool. Unless it is. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Coach of the Year. Another despicable award. Uh, I don't. I'm not even gonna list the odds because they're all over the place. I mean, the favorite is plus nine hundred, and it's tied between Chris Finch and Willie Green. He of the Willie, um, <laughs> Willie Philly, and what was the third team? Millie. <laughs> it's Willie Philly and Millie. Uh, I'm going to go with Nick Nurse just because I feel like this award mm. often goes to a team that outperforms expectations and I'm a little higher on the Raptors than their over-under would imply. If they if they capture a top three or four seed, I think he's in contention. But who the fuck knows, honestly? Yeah, give <laughs> yeah. me uh, last year's runner-up, Taylor Jenkins. Mm. Again, I like it. super high on Memphis this year. I think they could steal the one spot, and if that happens, I just 
I don't really know if there's even a, an opportunity for another coach. Yeah, I could see that. The other one that I would say is my new, my Joe newest Mizzoula. boy, Joe Mazzula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. If, That's true. I mean, Kyle already said that right, mm-hmm. Celtics could be the one seed. And for someone who was an assistant, not even the lead assistant last year, and then gets thrust into the head coaching position and still takes him to their first seed, I think a lot of voters would uh, look fondly on that. Yeah, I think that's if, probably my two favorites. If, um, let's say that Missoula <coughs> coaches the Celtics this year, wins coach of the year, Ime comes back next year and Missoula's out. Do you think that's ever happened before where one year interim wins coach of the year and then it's just out afterwards? He's not going to be out. He's going to get a head coaching job somewhere else then. Yeah, but still, <laughs> I guess it did. I, mean, I guess Dwayne Casey did win. I was about to fired. say, yeah. Dwayne Casey won and was fired, but he was an interim. I don't know that That's an interim kind of, coach has ever won it. That really tells you how bad this award is, honestly. Yeah, it's you can get fired after winning it. <laughs> You're literally the best at your job in your profession. And then you get fired after being named as such. I mean, it's a regular Nothing. season award and teams make decisions based on playoffs. So yeah. Uh rookie of the year. I don't have updated odds in front of me. I believe. Paulo was the favorite at plus 8180, and he still is, but now he's like plus 130, I think, or something like that. Um, if I was going to put mine, I'd just put it on him. I mean, he <laughs> he was the first number one overall pick to average 20 or to score 25, 5, and 5 in his first game uh, since LeBron and Kareem, which are like two of the top three players of all time. So I thought that's good company to keep, I would imagine. Looks great. Looks incredible. I do <laughs> wish that he didn't change his hair, but hey, what are you gonna do? And he's gonna—I mean, he's gonna be a high usage player for this team. They're gonna run a lot through him. Yeah, that's evident. It's about—it's the Paulo and Franz show. I don't have any. That sleep. would be a great sitcom. I feel like the host is just left. Sam is deeply offended that you think that would be a great sitcom. <laughs> Uh, I was I was gonna say my sleeper is Keegan Murray at plus five fifty because the King is in the play in and he's starting, but he didn't even play the first game. So. <laughs> Rough start. What's going on in Sacramento? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's time, as we do every year, to talk about the most despicable award in any professional sport, most improved player. I would like someone to sit me down, look me in the eyes. And tell me what this award means. <laughs> First of all, we'd have to sit you down, look you in the eyes, and explain to you what a hot take is. And we know <laughs> that that's impossible. So, I've completely changed my my mind on what I want this award to be just since last year, and that just tells you what kind of award it is. I used to be like, I love, I'd like it to be a star who makes the leap to superstar. I'm out on that now. I'd like it to be a fringe rotation player that becomes a key to a winning team. But everyone has their own interpretation, including the voters. Last year, John Morant won, and that was that was a bridge too far for me, I think. He wasn't even the best candidate on his own team. <laughs> I mean, he gave the award to his own teammate, so. Yeah. MVP frontrunner Desmond Bain. So, yeah. I'm going to pick... With that in mind, I'm taking a shot with 
Patrick Williams from the Bulls. Um, you might call this a homer pick, but I literally I'm scrolling through the list of most improved player odds, and they're all just second year players, like literally every single one of them, which I thought was like illegal. I thought you were held up at gunpoint <laughs> if you picked a second year player because they're supposed to improve. And now what? We're just gonna only pick second year players. I don't understand what goes on here. So he's all the way down at um I can't even find him on this list, to be honest with you. Lonnie Walker is on here. Can you imagine? Uh, I told you. <laughs> there he is. He's at 50 to 1. Uh, I just think, like like Kyle said, he hasn't broken out yet. It's his third season. He's been injured on and off. If he's, if he's a key starter um, on a good team, maybe they give him a look. But you could literally pick anyone on this list. I mean, anyone. <laughs> and you can make a case for it. I mean, Isaiah Hardenstein, 250 to one. Yo, Isaiah is fucking nice, dude. <laughs> I was Isaiah played about 40 this. minutes in their game. <laughs> He's so good, dude. Opener. That was such a good signing by them. Like, I was thinking about it. If Memphis would have got him mm. and started him over um, Aquaman. Steven Adams. <laughs> Steven Adams. That would have been huge hartenstein is a fucking god dude he might win six man of the year <laughs> he might win dude. mvp <laughs> he, he what came in for mitchell robinson six man of the year i don't know that's a, we should look at that he came in for mitchell robinson for like after mitchell ride played maybe like eight minutes and tibbs was like i've seen enough isaiah you're closing the rest of the game <laughs> closing the rest of the game eight minutes into the first quarter <laughs> <laughs> he literally played 40 minutes i don't i can't find him on the six man of the year that's weird. That's an absolute shame. It's because they know he's going to be starting in a couple weeks. And yet Malachi Flynn is listed, who is, <laughs> if anything, a 12th man. I don't think he even played in their first game. P.J. Tucker starts and he's listed. <laughs> so do you want to take a stab at uh, the most disgusting award that has ever been created? Honestly, I don't really. <laughs> you can't just pass. <laughs> You could literally pick any name of the list. No one cares. Pick anything. Yeah, I'm gonna go Peyton Pritchard. Nice. I didn't get a chance, but he didn't even play in your game yesterday. I'm not sure he's gonna play much. No, he won't. Sam Hauser. Sam Hauser. I mean, it's. I agree. It's a dumbass award. It makes no sense, and it's impossible. I picked Tyrese Maxey. Not that it matters. Yeah, I mean, Maxey's one of those where he's like already really good, and so if he but I think that's hard because he'd have to be like better than Embiid to win it. I feel like from how good I he mean, was already. But the fifth best odds is Jalen Brunson. Like, what? Did no he just change teams? The no, fourth best odds is. I mean, it's because he's starting, so he has more opportunity. It's it's a dumb. We've talked about it. it's a dumb award. I'm gonna go. That's why uh, you, you find Sexton. you find where Isaiah Hardenstein is and you pound that with the mortgage <laughs> Isaiah Hardenstein. Award. MVP, <laughs> coach of the year, doesn't matter. You pound it. <laughs> Hardenstein's the GOAT, dude. All right, I do sneaky like him. If anyone even like likes the NBA one bit and is a nerd about it, they love him. Like, yeah, no one's ever sneak, said they don't. No. Yeah. All right, it's time. Drum roll, please. For our finals no picks, and I know who everyone's picking, but I won't spoil it because I just I don't know you guys. Why don't you just tell us? Who we're both, who all three of us are picking. Okay. Really? You want to? Yeah. 
Okay, Seth's going to pick Celtics over Warriors. Kyle is going to pick <laughs> uh, Kyle is going to pick um, Memphis over Sixers. And I'm picking no? Wait, let you guys guess who I'm picking then. You are picking Warriors over Bucks. <laughs> Holy shit, I literally have written down on my sheet Warriors over Bucks. That's exactly that what I was going to say. Yeah, I was... <laughs> but so you're saying I'm more predictable than you? Did I get yeah, either of you, you right? Yeah. Okay. No. no. You had half right. mine, right? Is it Memphis? In Memphis over Boston. <sighs> Seth, who's your West then? If it's not uh, Warriors. Denver. Okay, so I was two for four. I mean, that's that's getting a big contract in Major League Baseball. Uh, okay, good. Well, you guys want to make a case for your finals teams? I pretty feel like my case has been made multiple times by me on this podcast. Jokic is well, pretty good. Can I make a case for the Bucks since you guys both picked the Celtics? Please, sure. If I can, be, if I can be frank with you, if we can all be frank with each other, they probably should have made the finals last year because. Middleton gets injured during the Celtics series. And I mean, before the Celtics series, sorry. And they still took the Celtics to a game seven without their best score. I mean, their best wing score, that is. And you know, if they'd beat the Celtics, they're going to beat the Heat. They got over that hump years ago. They own the Heat. So it was really just injuries that led them to not make the finals, in my opinion. And, I, of course, injuries happen every year and are a big part of the playoffs. I just still think they're the best team in the East, and it was the Middleton injury that stopped I mean, do them we, do there. You, you, you seem pretty confident, then, that Middleton comes back this year to what he was after that injury. Yeah. I'm not confident that that happens. Why not? I just I, – I, I'm – just a gut feeling. They I mean, also lost. Fish. They don't even have knees. He doesn't need it. <laughs> they I lost Dante. Say, I feel like Dante was a huge rotational piece for them. I think like, the question is: I think the Bucks were the best team in the East last year, and they didn't make it because of luck. But I don't think they've improved from last year. I think maybe they've taken a half step back, and I think they're the starting Javante Javon Carter at shooting guard. I think. I think the thing that I'm most worried about is the Grayson Allen uh, roster spot, but I think they're going to make a move and they're getting, um, they're getting Joe Ingles back this season, who I think can fill that role that Grayson's in and be much better. It doesn't Joe just feel like the perfect Bucks player, like good off the ball shooter can defend wings pretty well. I don't know. I feel like he fits in really well. So I guess I'm kind of counting on him. Uh, filling that void. I don't know. I mean, Giannis is probably the best player in the NBA, if not him or Jokic, in my opinion. So just think it's a good bet to make that they'll make it through. the. And we've seen him do it before. Yep. <laughs> this, I mean, the Warriors and the, and the Bucks, in my opinion, and maybe yours, I don't know. It's the matchup I really want to see most of all that we haven't gotten yet because the Warriors' ability to defend Giannis will be very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then Giannis's ability to defend in the perimeter against Steph, you know, and those guards will also be interesting. You know, we've never seen it. Yeah, that would be really fun for sure. 
Well, we did it. I don't know about you. I am stumbling to the finish line of this podcast episode. <laughs> I have a big chicken waiting for me, the, the rumor is. so. That's a disgrace. Nice. McDonald's sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mean that. Take that back. They've sponsored this podcast. I mean that 100%. Everything has gone down in quality tenfold over the last like five years, yet it's gone up in price by like three times. I mean, yeah, chicken's almost three dollars, dude. I would pay double that to even have a bite of a chicken. <laughs> I don't know what they did. Those patties are half the size now. It's like it all crust. Matter. There's no chicken in it. Crave it. Crave it. It's a disgrace. Burger King is the superior of the two. <laughs> Hands down. We need to end this. (laughs) We need to end something because I can't (laughs) deal with that. Kyle, just send us off. I don't think there's more that needs to be said. All right.